Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Bree. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Hey, truth seekers. We have a good one tonight. We definitely do. We are back from our long break and our recovery time, and we did not skip a beat with this one. No, absolutely not. Tonight, we are interviewing Lyra Ray. She is a YouTuber and interdimensional healer. We watched her YouTube, which is amazing. I definitely recommend that you guys go check her out. Princess of Pleiades. Absolutely. And her experiences are extremely unique phenomenal and she's an all-around amazing person this is for all the star seeds out there for sure absolutely so let's just get right into the interview hi my name's lyra ray glad to finally get on here and get to talk to you i know right why don't we start off by telling us why you are so interested in the alien phenomenon okay well i have had crazy 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 experiences and I actually just started a YouTube series about it because my stories are just so insane and I've never heard of anybody else having experiences like I have and I feel like I need to share them with people because like aliens are starting to make contact with more and more people And I feel like part of my mission and why I'm here is to help people not be afraid of them so that they are able to make contact with more people. That's awesome. I think we can both relate to that. Absolutely. And I have watched some of your YouTube videos and I think you're great. Honestly, I I loved your stories and I do think it's definitely unique. So why don't you start off with telling us what your first experience was? And also in your childhood, did you have any experiences or was this something that just kind of happened out of the blue when you were older? Okay, so I never believed in aliens my whole life. I was always terrified of the possibility of them existing. So I just never wanted to think about it. So I just didn't. As I got older, I met this guy who really kind of like got me thinking like, oh shit, like what if they do exist? Like what if they do? And then he had me watch the movie Interstellar, which really, really got me thinking because it was just, it was such a really amazing movie. And so I was in Florida at the time and me and my friend have gone to this Halloween event and I remember the date and everything perfectly. It was October 13th because that was always a very significant date for me. It was my favorite month and my favorite number. Of course, this would happen on this day. (laughs) (laughs) So we had gone to this Halloween event that was about two hours away and we were driving back to my friend's house and he lives in like the middle of nowhere. If anybody's familiar with Florida, it's St. Cloud, which is, it's just woods and farms and there's like nothing out there. We were driving back to his house and we were looking up at the sky and we had been talking about aliens and UFOs all night. Cause this was the day after I watched Interstellar. So it was like on my mind and I was just talking about it with him all night. By the end of it, like when we were driving home, I was like looking up at the clouds. I'm like, wow, it's so clear. You can see all the stars. It's so beautiful outside. And I turned to him and I said, you know what? I want to see a UFO. (laughs) And when... (laughs) Careful what you wish for. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Then when I I turned back to look at the sky, this was literally, I was not even turned away for like five seconds. And I turned back and it was completely covered in clouds. I was like, okay, that's crazy. There's no way that that was there a second ago. So... I was like, hey, like, do you see this? Wasn't it just perfectly clear outside? Weren't we just talking about how we could see all the stars? 
And he was like, what the hell? Yeah, that's so weird. Uh, but then we just kind of like brushed it off. Like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't know what happened. That was weird. And we keep driving. It starts to get a little bit more clear again. And this one really bright star caught my attention. So I kept my eye on it. I didn't say anything to him, but I was just watching it. And we were just playing. I was playing like all this like really spacey music the whole drive home. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like still talking about aliens and UFOs and star systems and stuff. And I swear the closer we get to his house, the lower the star is getting. And it's kind of freaking me out a little bit, but I'm still not saying anything to him. I'm just like, what the hell? And then it got so low that I was like, all right, there, that's a plane. There's no way that's a star, whatever. There's, I'm sure there's an airport around here somewhere. So then when we got off the highway, we got on this road that is just pitch black, like forest, deep woods on both sides. There's no street lights. We're the only car on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just driving and I was like, wow, this road's really creepy at night. <laughs> I've never been over here at night before. <laughs> I am really starting to freak out about yeah. this light in the sky now because this plane is literally about to like, land in the woods and I'm pretty sure there's not an airport in there. Some shit's about to go down. Like it's gonna crash on the side of the road. Like it's landing. This plane is landing a hundred percent. And so I'm like freaking out. So I finally pointed out to him right before it's about to land. So we're like driving and then I'm like still like in shock and like not believing what I'm seeing and I'm like kind of panicking. <laughs> I like hit him and I'm like, oh, look, a UFO, just not even believing what I'm seeing right now. And I'm just like, this plane or whatever it is, is like literally landing right next to us. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then <laughs> we drive past this clearing in the woods and it's like this little field. And uh, when I hit him, I'm like, oh, look, a UFO, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And he goes, oh no, that's just a plane. And then we get to the clearing and we see this huge <laughs> craft that is hovering like 15 feet above the ground, maybe like 200 feet away from us. It is so close that there's nothing else that it could have been. So he goes, oh no, it's just a plane. And I see it and I'm like, that is not a fucking plane. So I hit him and I'm like, that's actually a UFO. Oh my God, oh my God. And then this was literally like straight out of a movie. I wish we could have recorded this because it was so hilarious. I'm looking at it. I start screaming and then he does a double take and looks at it and he starts screaming and we look at each other and start screaming. <laughs> and we just, we I just start like freaking out and we just drive past it. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, go, go, go. And we drove past it and we were just like, <gasps> like I'm crying and shaking. He's like screaming and we just don't know what the hell just happened. So we drive to the parking lot in his complex, which is maybe like five minutes down the road. And we just park there and we're trying to like put ourselves back together because I just could not believe what just happened. And I'm just like, oh my God, I said I wanted to see a UFO <laughs> and they heard me and they know that I exist and they're following me. And like freaking out, just freaking out. And so I call my friend who is um, super, super, super into aliens and she knows all about this. I know nothing about this. So I call her and I'm on the phone with her and I'm like, oh my God, we just saw a UFO. And I'm like, I'm so scared. And she's like, what are you doing? Go back and take a picture. And I'm like, 
Oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay, I guess we'll go back. So it's been like a few minutes now. So I had her on the phone and we're driving back to where we saw it. And when we get close to the spot, the call starts breaking up and I can't hear her. And now I literally feel like I'm in a fucking movie. uh, This is crazy. So it starts breaking up and then the call drops right when we get to the spot where we saw it. And the UFO's not there anymore, it's gone now. And we're just still freaking out. And the fact that the call dropped, I was like, oh my God. And my friend was like, what the hell? Like, what what provider do you have? I was like, I don't know, maybe I just have like a really shitty cell phone provider. I just have shitty service here, I don't know. And then we found out we have the same provider. And he's like, I drive on this road every single day. And I have never, ever lost service here. What the fuck? (laughs) And then we drive, when we drive back, like we drove past it and then we tried to call her back. And when we drove past the spot again, it was fine. And we were able to keep her on the phone. So it was just really crazy. After that night, I was not able to sleep for like three weeks after that. understandable (laughs) yeah and that was just day one of my experiences after that i i saw that same exact bright light star ufo thing in the sky every single day and it always followed me wherever i went and i started to have a lot more crazy experiences after that that I haven't even like got into on my series yet. Every time we would go back to the woods because we we were so determined to figure out what was going on, why they decided to land there when they heard me say that I wanted to see a UFO, why they're following me everywhere I go now, what's their connection to me, why is this happening? So we kept going back to the woods and every single time that we would go back there, something else completely crazy would happen. And we ended up meeting these beings in person. Man, I just have so many stories. (laughs) That's crazy. So before we go into what these beings look like, could you still describe the craft the first time you saw it? Yeah, man, I wish I drew a picture of it, but I didn't. But what we saw was basically like a hexagon type shape. It had clear like sides, but it was also round if that makes sense mm-hmm. okay yeah and there was a light right in the center of the bottom of it with a couple of like red lights around the edges and that's that's the best way that i can describe what we saw from it being like it was dark <laughs> But for something that's like that big hovering above the ground with that light on the bottom of it, there was nothing else that it could have been. So my question is, do you regret saying out loud that night that you wanted to see a UFO? Oh my God, no, I don't. Because (laughs) I decided after that happened, um, when me and my friend are talking about it, I told him, I was like, this is the most terrifying and most exciting thing that has ever happened to me and I had to decide in that moment I'm like okay I could just go on living my normal life pretending that none of this ever happened or I could chase this and see where it leads me and I chased it and I never looked back on it and I wouldn't change it for the world everything's been amazing I've had so many crazy amazing experiences so why don't you tell us about the first time you had contact with these beings the first time that we actually saw them was i think it was maybe the third second or third time that we went back to the woods and we decided because there was the whole uh woods area is fenced off So we decided that one night we were just gonna go and hop the fence and figure out what the hell's going on on the other side. (laughs) So we go there, I wanna say it's probably like midnight, 
It's late. You guys are ballsy. I know, right? I can't <laughs> believe, like, I look back on this now. I'm like, it's and I cool, talked to him about this too. I'm like, damn, I cannot believe that we did that. That's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just so determined to, like, figure it out. <laughs> I was like, we're on an adventure now. <laughs> now we got to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we went back and we hopped this barbed wire fence and I had him jump over first and it is pitch ass black in there. It's so dark in these woods. You cannot see anything. All we had is our phone flashlights, but F it, we're going for it. <laughs> so <laughs> he jumps over and then I start to climb over and I'm bracing myself on his shoulder and I hopped the fence. And right when I hopped over the fence, so I had these like really crazy, like long acrylic nails and one of them snapped on his jacket. Ouch. And it, Ooh. yeah, it, but it broke like past where my nails started. So it was just like raw nerve. And it was, it just started like gushing blood. Ooh. And so like when that happened, I had like hopped over, my nail snapped. And then I was just like, ah! <laughs> I just started like screaming. I'm like, fuck, I broke my nail. Right then we both, like I stopped screaming because I heard something and we hear these clear as day footsteps walking towards us and but we can't see anything because it's so damn dark i'm like oh hell no so i like jump back over the fence and then he's like wait don't leave me here so then he jumps back over <laughs> and then i'm like what the hell is going on so we hear these footsteps that walk like right up to the fence and we're we're kind of behind this bush because we don't know what the hell is on the other side so they walk right up to the bush and we're hearing these like little chirping, squeaking noises. And it's like, it's like nothing we've ever heard before. Like it's definitely not an animal. Like I don't even know what animal would sound like that. And they're making footsteps like they're people. We can definitely tell that there's more than one also. So it took us like a long ass time, like there, oh my God, it took us such a long time to be able to like get brave enough to actually walk back up to the fence. My friend decided to be the brave one and he walked over there and I was right behind him. He just like peeked over the fence from behind the bush. And then he goes, ah, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, what, what? He's like, there's Aliens there. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? They're like actual aliens. And he said that he saw a very tall white being Damn. that was just like right behind the bushes. So then he starts freaking out and he's like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do it. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. And I'm like, bruh, we're already here. We're already doing it. There's no turning back now. Sorry. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> I already broke a nail over this. We're committed now. Yeah, I'm in this bitch now. We're going for <laughs> it. So... <laughs> So we, we like are kind of playing with them behind the bush and try to talk to them a little bit and see if they'll talk back to us. But then we learned pretty quickly that they don't speak like we do. Every time I would take a step towards them, they would take a step towards me. And every time I would take a step back or a couple of steps back, they would take a couple of steps back. So they were perfectly mimicking my footsteps. And I thought that was so interesting. Then at some point, I guess we were just taking too damn long. And one of them hopped the fence, clearly hopped the fence. So now he was on our side of the fence. And we we're like, oh shit. <laughs> Now, what do we do? <laughs> so we wanted to go back over the fence, but it was really hard to kind of like get over it because it is like a barbed wire fence and 
there were a lot of trees and bushes and stuff that were just in the way. So then when this one being hopped the fence, we started seeing them like walking along the fence and all we would see, we would hear the footsteps and we're seeing the top of the bushes moving and we're like, what is happening right now? And my friend is like, I think they want us to follow them. So <laughs> we did and we were we we're following them from a distance. <laughs> they ended up leading us to this spot where there was a break in the fence and we could get in there very easily. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. So um, we had to get brave again. And so we were like getting closer and we're about to like cross through, but it's, it's super, super marshy. So it's like a swamp on the other side. So my poor friend, <laughs> I was going for it. I'm like, we're doing this. And he was like, but these are brand new shoes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, man, but we're in here. You lost a nail. He should be able to lose his shoes. I mean, come on. It's only fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm bleeding and in pain right now. You'll be all right. Your shoes will be okay. Wash them. With <laughs> <laughs> so we started walking in there a little bit and like I'm wearing boots, so it's no problem for me. It seems like, okay, there's four of them. Like I started getting images in my head of what they look like. They're these four tall white grays. Like they look like gray aliens, but they're white and they're really tall. They're like white between tall seven and 10 feet tall. Yeah, that sounds like the tall white Zetas. But aren't, aren't Zetas like the little ones? Well, there's two different versions. So there's the tall white Zetas and then there's the Zetas. And it sounds like what you encountered was probably the tall white Zetas. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I have never heard of this race of being before, like seeing them anywhere. So it was really interesting to me that like this is what I was seeing was like right in front of me. And like, it's very unfamiliar to me, but I know it's real. So I don't know, it was like really crazy. So it seemed like three of them have kind of like left. I don't know if they like left, but we asked for some space because they their frequency was so intense that it was just making my head hurt and I couldn't even think straight. And it just felt like this like vibrating, buzzing feeling. And it was just too intense for me. So I asked them if they could like lower their frequency or something. Immediately they did. Wow. Now, did you ask out loud or did you ask in your head? I asked out loud. Okay. Then one of them, when I started to cross onto the other side of the fence, one of them, I felt, I did not see because now, because since my friend said he didn't want to see them, now they're fucking invisible. So, <laughs> but I felt the energy just appear right in front of me, probably like three feet away from me. And it scared me so bad. I was like, oh my God, okay, that's like way too close. <laughs> so I like backed up and it, it took a lot of like back and forth before we were able to try and like get back in there. They decided to like keep their distance so that we would come in and then the swamp just got to be too much and it, it was getting really late. We just decided to call it a night after that. And when we were walking back out to the car, we were saying goodbye. And then we saw this stereotypical like flying saucer craft just fly right over us. Wow. I got so excited. I started running down the street and I was like waving and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's them. And they flashed their lights at us twice as if to say goodbye. And then it disappeared back into the woods. That just like made me want to cry. I was like, oh my God, they know we're here. <laughs> 
So it sounds like they were, I would say, benevolent. They wanted to make contact in a peaceful way, obviously. I mean, I don't know if you feel like something else happened, but it sounds pretty much like they just wanted to kind of say hi, and maybe that was like a mild introduction. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot more to like all these stories, but we ended up finding a different area of the woods that we were able to access easily. And we were able to meet with them in person in there, but they never got like really, really close to us. It was always from a distance because we always had like some sort of like fear whenever we would see them. So they always kept their distance. But when we were actually able to get into the woods, we did see them physically quite a few times. There was this one being out of the four that I was always very drawn to. And he was the tallest one out of all of them. And he he tells me he was nine foot eight. <laughs> and my telepathic abilities and everything are starting to develop from these experiences because I'm wanting to connect with them and know more. This one being I started to what? have a very intimate oh connection with. And I wondered, I'm like, God, I just, I feel like I know him so well. Where do I, how do I know him? How is that possible? I know you guys were talking about, you just recently got in a car accident. I actually had a dream about this last night. I got in a really bad car accident uh, December 9th, like after all of this was happening. And this was when I was, yeah, there's like a really crazy picture on my Instagram. My car is just, crushed like a tin can like you can't even tell what it is nobody knows how i'm even alive after that but um this is another story that i'm gonna get to in my series eventually because it's a really long story basically i had let this really tall being know that i wanted to know what our connection was and i found out that he was the one that was in that star looking craft that follows me everywhere i go every day when i got in my car accident he actually saved my life and i was abducted during the accident so i was actually not in the car when it happened what? yes Otherwise, I would not be alive right now um, because the, the airbags also did not deploy. Oh, wow. I woke up in the passenger seat. Whoa. I had been gone for three days. Holy, that's a lot. That's a lot to sit with. And, yeah. <laughs> and I came back with the knowledge that he is actually my twin flame. So why don't you give us maybe like kind of a quick rundown of some of the experiences you had with them? I don't want you to go too much into detail because I do want you to leave a lot of the good juicy chunks for your uh, YouTube. But maybe give us just kind of a rundown of, you know, some of the experiences that you had after all of this. Well, I started to develop connections with not just these tall white Zetas, but also a lot of other types of races of extraterrestrials started coming to me as well. And I ended up moving to Las Vegas where I was really able to connect with them. And I got to know all different types of beings that all came to me and gave me different pieces of knowledge and activations. And I'm just, I'm so, so, so grateful for them. And I still continue to have contact with a lot of them. And actually right now, well, that's what I do in my healing sessions actually is I'm a multidimensional healer and I help people to connect with their extraterrestrial guides and heritage. I like I talk to like their guides and I also give DNA activations. That is awesome. Or like light code activations to star seeds. When you connect with these beings, would you say it's in meditation or dream time? I hardly 
ever have dreams of them. Wow. Most of my contact is just through telepathy. And now I'm, since I've been doing this for a couple years now, I can just close my eyes and go into meditation and I can actually leave my body at will and go on these different ships and have full out conversations with different beings. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm going to guess that at this point, you've kind of come to the realization that this was definitely meant to be. For whatever reason, Interstellar was just a trigger. And then by you putting out the call that that's what you wanted, it just set you on your path. But this was pretty much destiny for you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy to think that you went from not believing in aliens to now having constant contact with them. It's insane, man. It's so crazy. I can't even I can't even believe where I am now from just a couple of years years ago like my ascension journey really went like zero to a hundred it's been insane it's been a long journey for some people but it seems pretty common now that now it's really it's a time of just straight acceleration for people to be going through this kind of experience mm -hmm. yeah for sure do you remember any of your abductions like inside the ufos like do you remember any of the things that would go on when you were inside of them mm, i mean most of the time whenever i do go on a ship i am either going to my twin flame ship to hang out with him <laughs> or one of the beings that has been a very prominent guide of mine as of lately is this Arcturian guide and her name's Ashana and she is part of the Galactic Federation of Light and she is like the head of the Arcturian Alliance or whatever. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> With her, I've actually been attending a few Galactic Federation meetings and like getting to sit in on them. And I will feel like whenever I do go to these meetings, I can still function and do like my normal life but I'll only feel like I'm half present. Hmm. And if I do go into a meditative state, then I'm able to see everything that's going on and I'll I'll hear some of it and get pieces of information. Damn. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since your first encounter was so physical, I feel like that's actually not common, which is why in the beginning I said your story was very unique because a lot of people, you know, it starts off very vague and really just out of body or, or you know, dream time and not so much physical. Right. So it's kind of like you had this extremely intense physical contact, but then now you can kind of explore these other astral realms mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah, because I think that's exactly what I needed because yeah. I was not having it that they existed, you know? Like, I <laughs> I did not want to think about the possibility of that even, like, being an option. It was just no for me. So, like... I had to see it for for me to believe it. Understandable. <laughs> so then how did you start to realize that you had these healing gifts? Like what got you into that? What was kind of the, the start into that field? The first time that I ever did any sort of intuitive healing was um, on my dog a few years ago when he had cancer. Mm -hmm. And I did not know anything about Reiki or energy healing or anything. This was just like going off of my own intuition to like breathe deeply and channel this like white light energy through my body and through my hands to his tumor. And within a couple of weeks, his tumor completely disappeared without any medication or anything. And the vets didn't know what had happened. And we thought that we were gonna have to put him down. And he's 17 years old now and he's still, still kicking. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So were you kind of like, okay, I can do this. So let's put this into my everyday life and with people. I didn't really 
think too much of it, to be honest, until I moved to Vegas. And when I moved to Vegas, I met the third dimensional version of my twin flame. That, that blew my mind to begin with because I didn't even know that that was possible. And we had a very intense, very short-lived relationship that left me just feeling completely torn apart and broken. And I did not know what I was gonna do with my life. I was just, how can I go on, you know? Um, so that's when somebody had actually, I don't know if somebody recommended it to me or I don't know, but I decided to go get a healing session at this Reiki center in Vegas. They, they had a bunch of other events that were going on too. So I got the healing session. It changed my life. I felt amazing. So I decided to come back for what I saw was on the schedule was a, um, a starseed meeting. And I was like, oh, how cool. So I went and I was the only one that showed up. (laughs) The girl that was running it, she was like, I had a feeling it was just going to be one person. So she did this beautiful activation on me. And she told me that she was also a teacher and that my guides had come to her and said that it's something that I should be learning. So I started studying Reiki with her, but she was also very, very, very connected to the extraterrestrial beings, which was amazing for me to be able to learn from somebody like that because I was struggling after this whole shit started happening because I thought I was fucking crazy because I would try and tell people about it and they would be like, uh, are you okay? You know, like nobody believed me. So it was, it was just really, it really took a toll on like my mental health and it it made me concerned for myself. And when I was finally able to connect with somebody else, It was like, yeah, this is totally normal. I connect with them all the time too. It was just amazing. It was such a relief to me. I was like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one that's like this. And so I learned a lot from her. I studied for about um, six months with her, got my Reiki master certification. And from there, I just developed my own healing modality that I now call multidimensional healing. And all of my information comes straight from my alien friends. That's incredible. I just feel like you're very lucky to have found that teacher and to have that kind of support. I think a lot of other starseeds out here, you know, you go through these weird experiences and when you really start to dive deep into that spiritually, you can't help but feel alone. Yeah. It's like you feel connected to everything else, but then in the physical world, you just you feel so alone because yeah. it sounds crazy. No pun intended, but it alienates you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so can you do any of your healing work over Skype or do you have to be in person? No, I I can do distance healings as well. So where can people maybe try to get a hold of you at to set these up? Well, I have a website and it's princessofpleiades.com or and or message me on my Instagram, which is also Princess of Pleiades or just Lyra Ray. I would love to book a session with you. Yay! Cool. I really would. <laughs> also, we're dying to know if Lyra is your real name because it's so pretty and so unique. Oh, thank you. It's actually... Okay, so this is actually kind of a crazy story too. I had been debating on changing my name for a while because I just felt like my legal name was not who I was anymore. It just wasn't a good representation of me. And I I wanted something that when people hear it, especially when starseeds hear it, 
it kind of like triggers something for them. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking and um, I thought about it for a long time, like probably like a good four or five months before I came up with Lyra. And I decided to go with that one because Lyra is actually the star system that we all originated from. I know there's a lot of different theories on the star system Lyra and how it's like the cat planet. I don't know where the hell that came from. To me, it is the star system that we all originated from. So that's why I decided to go with that name. And then I ended up finding out later when I was connecting with my Pleiadian family and, and this is this is when shit gets really weird because then you start meeting like different versions of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I had been channeling like the Pleiadian aspect of myself for a while, which is who I most resonate with. And that's why like everything that I do is called like Princess of Pleiades. Um, because that's, that's where I've incarnated the most and that's what feels like home to me. So uh, when I started connecting with that aspect of myself and I wanted to know what my Pleiadian name was, what came through was Lyris, but my family calls me Lyrae, which is just fucking crazy because oh. the name that I had chose for myself before I even knew that was Lyra Ray. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. I was like, of course. <laughs> I think what a lot of people don't understand when it comes to, you know, this alien topic and stuff is like how connected things really are. And the more and more you dig into it, the more connections you see. And it's so hard to explain to other people because the connections are so personal. Yeah, absolutely. And luckily, like me and Brie are very lucky that we share in this life and a lot of our experiences are together. And it's interesting, you know, we've known each other for a long time, but even as time goes on, we find more and more things that connects us. And it's like every day we find something new. Yeah, it, it is. It's really amazing. And I've, I've started to connect with a lot of my, my soul family lately too. Like since I've moved to LA, like they're just all coming out of the woodworks and oh shit, like I know you from <laughs> like this past life. <laughs> May I ask what your birthday is? It's June 1st, 1995. Oh, Gemini. Yep, yep. So how long has this journey been for you since your first experience to now? That was in 2016, so it has not been that long. Wow, you're that's incredible. Oh, just imagine how much more She's is going to happen. Fast yeah, lane, fast for track, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I would like to ask two things before we close out. One, what message could you give to starseeds, whether they're questioning it or if they know that's who they are or if they're just trying to figure out their place in the world, how to deal with that, how to accelerate that and how to balance their life? And the second question would be, what is your personal overall message that you would like everyone to know whoever listens to this episode? Can I combine the two? Absolutely. <laughs> um, my best advice that I have for starseeds that are just now starting to awaken is if you think you're a starseed, you are. <laughs> if, you're, if you're debating on whether you are one or not, you are. And trust yourself. Everything that you are hearing seeing your synchronicities, they're all real, your dreams, your astral experiences, the numbers, numerology, it's all real and it all means something. Trust yourself, you're not crazy. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, yeah, absolutely. I actually got chills. Oh. <laughs> I showed Jamie. No, I, I did because I think even for people that know that, still sometimes when you have someone else say it to you, mm -hmm. it, and again, that goes with trusting yourself. I think it's just hard for people in general to do that. It's hard for me to do that. So sometimes just 
to hear someone else say it and to remind you what you already know sometimes that you question, Mm -hmm. it can be so powerful. And comforting, you know? Like, when people say stuff like that, like, you know, people who listen to this episode are going to hear that, and there's a reason they're listening, and it's Mm -hmm. for that message. Whether they know it or not, you're listening for a reason, and that message was 100% meant just for you. And lots of other people, but it also really was meant just for the individual person listening. So why don't you give us a rundown real quick one more time of where everybody can find you online. Princessofpleiades.com to see all of my healing services and things like that. And my I also teach multidimensional healing. And my Instagram is at Princess of Pleiades as well. And I'm still working on a Facebook page. I don't have that yet. If we makes, hate Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We log on to it like once a month. Like, it's hard. It's hard. Right. We're not Facebookers. We're Instagrammers. It's hard to get into the swing of it. So we know the struggles. Yeah. I wish you the best. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting us interview yeah, you. Yeah, we'll absolutely. Be in touch soon. Thank you so, so, so much. It's super fun. Thank you, guys. Bye, Lyra. Bye. That interview was so on point. You know, we never expect anything when it comes to interviews and people. And I think that's probably the best thing to do. You just, you want to meet with people, you want to talk with them. But obviously, we don't expect the greatest out of every situation. And I feel like so far, everyone that we've spoken to has never let us down. But I have to tell you that taking the time to speak with Lyra was like so incredibly worth it. And I think a lot of that has to do with we haven't had too many people on that really resonate with the whole starseed scene, which is my sort of focus. And I don't think we get to talk about that enough on the podcast. So it's really nice to talk with someone that is totally on the high train with that. And she really surprised me. There are so many things in her story that really resonated with us. Like, and I'll start with, you know, Lyra Ray. I'm Jamie Ray. So I love that that's her middle name. My cousin Danielle's a Ray, and it's like a tradition in our family that all the girls have Ray as a middle name. So I love that connection. And then as soon as she started talking about, you know, the beings that she encountered the first time, me and Brie instantly were like looking at each other. And it was funny because I had a piece of paper and I was literally writing down tall white Zeta. And I literally wrote down tall W and Brie blurted out tall white Zetas. And I literally showed it to her like that's exactly what I was writing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's interesting because, you know, when Elizabeth April did my, you know, my aura reading, she had said to me that I come from the tall white Zetas and they're a very, very rare race of aliens. And so immediately when she started describing them, it went off in my head like I knew exactly who she was talking about. You know, I understand that with the whole alien field, everyone kind of gets a different spectrum and everyone thinks like, well, this is who they are. This is where they come from. This is what they look like. So who's to say? But when she described them based off of the kind of I don't know, alien dictionary encyclopedia that kind of goes around the world. That's exactly what popped into my head. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. We we're both like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's exactly what that's it exactly is. exactly what it is. When she told me I was a tall white Zeta, I immediately went to the Internet to try to find information. And it's like not there. It's like so hard to dig things up and to figure out what's going on with it. So it, it, it stays true to the fact that these are a race of aliens that are very kind of mysterious. And but I also think that goes back to the fact that everyone has a different spectrum of what they think is true. Mm hmm. So, I mean, maybe she recognized it as a different name, but I also think that makes her experience so true Mm -hmm. because when you come from a background that has no reference to aliens and their species and where they might come from, and then you describe these beings that you're seeing and you have no idea, that to me is just another check for authenticity. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If she would have come out and flat out told me it was tall white Zetas, I would have been like, "Mm, okay. What you know? What research did you do? But for her to not even know, and for us to immediately be like, "Oh my God, we know what this is." I think that just solidifies the trueness of her story. And I think that it's so like other people that had no interest, had no background, and really didn't even think twice. And then all of a sudden, this weird experience happens in your life, and then you just start tumbling down this entire crazy avenue that you didn't even know was possible, and your entire life changes. 
And to me, that's just another truth when it comes with, I think, maybe aliens and their purpose. I mean, aliens, really, they're just other beings. But this is something that is happening to people all around the world. There's still going to be those people that are very, you know, nuts and bolts, and they're just going to look at the history and the facts. There's other people that don't know about the history and the facts and have these one-on-one experiences. And they're true, and they're personal, and it changes your life forever and it's interesting that it's just these stories and these people's experiences in life they just keep happening over and over again and it's accelerating you know it comes into my mind like this is happening for a reason I'm sure there's other people that will listen to her story and think oh my gosh I resonate with her 100% I've been there I've gone through that and I think that this is a big lesson for people to know that you know when you open up your mind and your heart to this kind of world and truly really mean it, it happens and it shows. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're somebody who really wants to see an alien and hasn't yet or haven't had an experience and you're just dying for it. The time will come when it's right. Don't think that you're not heard or that it couldn't be true because here I am being open and it doesn't happen to me. Everything happens for a reason and everybody has a life path. It's that your tumble down the rabbit hole just hasn't started yet. That's very true. I just think she's incredibly lucky to have a waking experience. And I mean, with it being Especially her first experience, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that just does not happen. So, you know, like she said, it had to happen that way. I 100% believe that. And I also know with a lot of people, maybe in the beginning, they had a lot of like crazy experiences and then it dies off. But that's because that's what you needed in that moment to get you there. And now you don't need that anymore. Now Mm -hmm. you need to go off of what you know and, you know, the subtleties in your everyday life. Other people, they need the subtle experiences and just the want before something really crazy and in your face happens. We're all different. We all need things to happen in a certain way for it to kind of stroke us the right way, I guess you could say. Well, I think it shows us too that, you know, a lot of people, and even I've been a proprietor of this, of saying, you know, a typical abduction or a typical story, you know, because we hear so many people who have all these very similar experiences, but I think this is a big wake-up call to us to remember that, not everybody's experiences are the same. And even though there's a lot of similarities in people or people have sometimes similar stories, everybody's story is so unique and so to their own and so to their own path. And I think that that's so beautiful because she doesn't have a typical story. I believe that you mentioned this earlier in our conversation. Sometimes when it comes to things like this, Your personal experiences mean so much to you. Maybe you explain it to someone else and they're like, so what? That doesn't mean anything to them. For you in that moment, it was so, so true. Josh is a really good example of this, you know? You've always talked about aliens. Josh knows you're about it. Josh was never super into it. Never at all. No matter how much. He was like, I mean, I guess. I mean, after all of the different ancient aliens episodes, he's like, yeah, I guess. Exactly. He Yeah, he watches all the same information you do. He knows about it. And he didn't really believe until he had his own experience. A lot of people make these comments. Oh, why isn't there videos? Why isn't there pictures? Bloody fucking blah. But at the end of the day, I think that if I saw a video of a real UFO, it doesn't resonate with me the same way as if I saw a UFO. Absolutely. You have to be there. You're there and you feel it. And then when other weird things happen in your life, it's just another tap on your shoulder like, hey, this is real. This isn't just some random thing that you're seeing. Mm -hmm. And I also think that in this day and age, someone showed me a really cool video of a UFO, I kind of feel like my natural instinct was to be like, Photoshop, debunk it. But it's because you're not there. A picture, a video, like it means nothing. Without the context of it. You have to be there. You have to feel it. I could take a picture of something weird in the sky and a million people will tell me it's a million different things. Yeah. I came across this on Reddit the other day where someone was like, you know, everyone has these high definition phones in their pocket, so why don't we have this alien footage? And it's like, well, we do, but even believers discredit it. That's true, Because we live in a world of technology where it's so easy to fake any of that stuff. So how do you really sift through the stuff that's photoshopped or CGI'd to the real stuff? Because the real stuff always ends up being these really shitty blurry videos that you don't know what the fuck is going on and you're like, well, this can't be real because it's a dirt, it's a stupid shitty video, you know? 
I kind of feel like it would be the same way if someone, let's say, was like, well, I don't believe in Jesus because I've never seen him before. And then someone else was like, yo, I saw him in real life. Here's a picture. And you saw a picture of him. You'd be like, bro, that's just like some dude. Like cool painting. I like his hair. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean anything to you. Well, you know, I, I don't like to compare religion and aliens, but I will say that aliens are a leap of faith in some sense. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying you worship them or anything like that, but I think that it's a leap of faith in order to believe in them. And you really only believe in it once you have your experiences and you know it to be true. I feel like we live in a world right now where more and more people are having experiences. That's a really good point. Not to worship them. I know that kind of can come across, but I think it's more like you're honoring the fact that one, we're not alone in the universe, and two, that there's other beings that know that they can contact you in a way where it's so meaningful to you. It's not just in your face and that's it. There's other things there where it's like it touches your heart. And to me, that more shows not that they're necessarily above us, but that there's something in the universe, this unified field that we can all tap into and have a greater connection to each other. Absolutely. I also think it's important to mention that not everyone is lucky enough to be able to share experiences with someone. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of people, especially people who are listening to this now, who don't have somebody to talk to about their experiences or about their, you know, abductions or their thoughts about all of this stuff. And we're here for you guys. Absolutely. We're here to listen. And, you know, maybe you don't have somebody close to you and everyone thinks you're crazy. And you know what? That's okay. Because everyone thinks I'm crazy. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> if you guys feel like you guys want to reach out to us and you guys want to talk about stories email us. We're here to listen to you. We're here so it can be normalized and so that everybody can feel safe and comfortable talking about their experiences. That's absolutely true. Other than this podcast, we don't have that support anywhere, which I know we've said from the beginning, that's why we started the podcast was to normalize it and to make it kind of a safe place. And so, yeah, I mean, come out of the woodworks be like hey I got this story I want to talk about it we'd love to put you on the podcast I won't say that outside of me and you we don't have anybody because we have a nice chunky fan base now full of people who are just like us who we can turn to at any time I'm saying other than the podcast so I'm saying that's why we created the podcast because outside of that we don't have a huge group of friends that are like oh my god did you guys see that last night you know there's not although I will say there are people in our lives who listen to the podcast who are starting to come out of the woodworks one by one who have been closeted alien fans and because of our podcast have come out and we love that shit we definitely do and I think other people too when they're around you then they start to pay attention more and now I feel like other people and like my family life have had their own strange sightings or experiences that they question and so I think everything happens for a reason you listen to everything for a reason you come in contact with everything and everyone for a reason and I will say my favorite part about your family is like they get so excited to tell me and you about it. And I love the the passion that behind it, because, you know, before they, you know, weren't into the subject, wouldn't say anything. But, you know, when me and Bree sit down on Fridays to record and they have a story, they get so excited to tell us about what's happening. And I love that people come to us with that excitement to tell us the stories. And it makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in life. Absolutely. I'm supposed to be sitting here and listening to you guys and feeling the joy and the happiness that you get of being able to tell all of those stories to someone and have someone look at you and nod your head and say, oh my God, yeah, like right along with you. And just believe you. Sometimes you just need someone to believe you or know that Lyra said herself, you're not crazy. Mm -hmm. That's the greatest thing. Knowing that what you're seeing is really what you're seeing. You're not crazy. Whether you wanna make that aliens, angels, who cares? you're not crazy you're seeing something and if you guys want to book a session with lyra make sure you check out her website at www.princessofpleiades.com or follow her on instagram at princessofpleiades 
do not forget to check her out on YouTube because I've seen some of her videos and it's awesome. She goes really into depth about all of her stories and her experiences and it just blows your mind. All right, Brie, let's go into our favorite part of the episode. It's been weeks since we've done this, but why don't we do our shout outs? Shout outs. Let's start with our skeptics, Jan from the Good, the Bad, and the Just Plain Standard podcast. Then we get into our truth seekers, Shayna. Hey, my mom. Uh, Destiny at Destiny from Space. Simon at Outroversion and from Reddit. And then we're going to go to our weird made-up section where it is the skeptical truth seeker. And we have Adam from Not For Everyone podcast. And he does Wednesday Night Love Lines. So tune in, check him out on Instagram. Then we have our middle bitches. Raya. Sweet Raya pie. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) We also have Scotty at Scotty Doodle. Love you, boo-boo. Yeah, I love you. Thank you for all of your sweet wishes, everybody, by the way. And then we also have Bobby, who's the other co-host from Not For Everybody podcast. You can find him at Pinball Bobby or at Not For Everyone podcast on Instagram. Then we have our next made-up category, which is the skeptical middle bitch. AP at Weather Traditions. Who, honestly, we should be getting in here soon to interview. We've been talking back and forth. And she wanted to be interviewed in October. Then the accident happened. And I told her, give us a little bit of time to chill out. We'll get you in. Don't worry. We're ready to go, though. Absolutely. The engine has started. And then our highest tier, the anything is possible. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Once again, I want to say thank you to everyone who wished us the best and said they were thinking about us and that you guys were glad that we're back and just checking up on us while we were gone. We really appreciate all the love and the support. Absolutely. And if we don't get to your messages right away or you haven't heard from us, we know it's there. We're making our way through all of them. There's just a lot to wade through. You know, we really weren't online for about two weeks. And so there's a lot of stuff we have to get caught up on. Tons. But thank you guys again for sticking with us. And we love you so, so, so much. Absolutely. Make sure you guys check us out on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. Send us an email at that one time I was abducted at gmail.com. We love you guys so much. So much. Good night. See you soon. And you know what? Fuck you, Mountain View, California. I've been waiting to say it for like two (laughs) weeks. I'm going through withdrawals. You can go fuck yourself and your bullshit. Goodbye. Except for those truffles because she loves your truffles. Oh yeah, Alexander. Sorry. I'm